Hi, welcome to New Zealand Vegan Podcast episode 35, which is part two of my interview with Francis from Animal Liberation Victoria. Francis is the coordinator of Animal Liberation Youth, which is the youth division of Animal Liberation Victoria. And you can go on the you can go on the links and go on the website and find out more about it if you're in Australia or if you want to email them or if you want to just email me about the show and have any comments, um, please do. My email is nzvegan_podcast at me.com. All right, I hope that you enjoy the show. Zoe, the, the girl who is another coordinator of animal liberation youth, her parents, for example, they're, which they're, you know, just, just normal people. And um, they very much are not understanding of um, her veganism. They're like ardent meat eaters. But there was a Jamie Oliver. Do you know about Jamie Oliver's? Oh God! Don't even get me show? started. I could do five podcast episodes on uh, that. I yeah. just, oh, yes. There was there was one on the other night about pigs. So, and now they'll always insist. Um, oh, but the pigs have a good life. Blah 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 blah. And Zoe Zoe will say what she thinks and what is the truth about what the pigs actually do face, and. And they'll say, "Oh, don't be silly. They've had, they have a good life." And, and yeah. And then the other night, she was watching the Jamie Oliver show, and I totally do not support this show, but I am very glad that this was shown. It, as long as people didn't watch the rest of the show, if they just saw it, because he slaughtered a pig. He and himself did. He, he committed he murder. He stood next to someone that did. Oh, he, he stood, he stood next, next to someone. someone that did. Yes. Um. And Zoe's mum was bawling her eyes out. She, and and Zoe just said, you know, it's no matter how the pig lives, it still faces that. Why are you crying about that when you could could end it? Why don't you make that connection? Why don't you know? I've I've told you, if you don't like this, mum, you can you can stop it. And. I don't know. How do you get people to? Well, to what happened? Did she just follow what they yeah. believe? So, so her mother just cried and then just went back to eating pork, or maybe start. Is that is that what we're? Is that what happened? Basically, she didn't go. She yeah. didn't go vegan. Okay. Well, um. Oh, well, it's not. That, it's not that she didn't go vegan. It's just like because she's constantly talking about how all the animals are treated well, the animals are treated well, and then she sees that and she cries. Yeah. But it doesn't change anything. It doesn't make them act differently. Yeah. Well, that's a very good point. Um, there's actually a discussion going on right now about the usefulness of of graphic footage, um, and whether or not people are just desensitized to it, or whether or not they just internalize it. Um, this is one thing that I wanted to explore because you see. I personally can't comprehend, and this is a failing of myself, and I, 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 it's just a lack of comprehension on my part. I cannot comprehend how a person can see something like that and then continue to eat the animals. I didn't do it. I can't. When I saw the, the one about pigs and when I saw the one about dolphins, I didn't eat pigs or dolphins. Um, but when I saw about dairy and leather and all that, um, it was a pity that I hadn't made the connection when I saw the pig one. But guess what? Probably because it was just about pigs and it wasn't about veganism. So when I finally saw a film, I immediately stopped and I could never continue. That's me. And I can't comprehend. I am 
unable to comprehend how people can see this without going vegan or giving up at least the product that they're watching, at least give up the pigs, uh, you know, even if that's as far as it goes. I can't comprehend it. So that's definitely something we're up against. And I love Gary's videos. I love that. I love Peaceful Prairie's literature. So I'm, I, I am a person who cannot watch that. And so, for example, what you did when you went to the school and what you showed them, I would have been on the floor crying. So I don't know how effective I would have been with those students. I, like you say, you have to do what you're comfortable with. I'm not comfortable around footage like that, and I can't watch it. So if I have a booth, I doubt I will have that because I can't deal with it. So I will use other, other footage, but I still I can't comprehend how people can see it and not go vegan. Yeah. I think it's, it just, it does, it depends on the person. Like, like, obviously I find that footage very difficult to watch. Uh, You know, I think anyone finds that footage difficult to watch vegan or or not vegan. But I think because I find it, I I think because I find it so difficult to watch and it's so horrible. Everyone, everyone does. Like, I think everyone does. And so I think if, if I show them that, it, it will make them think about it. Or it, even, like, this is something that I really don't have a problem. Like, people say, oh, you shouldn't make people feel guilty about what they do. Um, first of all, I'm not trying to make people feel guilty about what they, they do. I'm trying to make people change what they do. And second of all, if, they, if they're going to feel guilty, then the only reason they're feeling guilty is because they know they should be doing something or they feel they should be doing something, but they're not. If they didn't feel guilty, I would be very, very worried. Um, people do feel guilty. That's why they get so defensive. But you see, these are what, what the things that I'm trying to say is like because of these things that this lack of comprehension that I have about the deeper processes of human nature and the brain, people are able to, you know, I personally know somebody who saw Earthlings the whole way through and watched the deleted scenes. And I actually went back to the same job and I'm working with, with, with him again. And, um, he um i he never really talked to me about it before or since and we never had conversations about animal rights or anything like that he just watched it he he found it very difficult to watch now he only gave up sausages that's it and i said to him I, I was trying to sort of talk about it, but he doesn't want to talk about it. He's not interested in talking about it um, any further, although I'm, I'm working on him. Because I said, you know, you're the second person who's given up pig products, and I finally made the connection, and I think I made the connection. Now, um, I haven't seen that film since um, of October of 2007, but I reckon the reason that these guys went off the sausages is because of the health thing. They saw what byproducts were, and they're like, oh, my God, I can't eat that. But they still – so I asked him a question in an email, and he never responded. I said, I think I finally figured it out. The reason you gave up sausages is because you found out what byproducts were, and it was a health issue. But you don't – so it's not about the animals being sentient. It's about health. But he didn't respond. And um, so I I still – there are people who work in these places. There are people who work in these places and then go home and give kisses to their little three-year-old children. And now I don't know how they can deal I, with it. Yeah. So these are Neither do these I. are the um, these are the kinds of things that I'm still learning how to comprehend. I um, I have to admit that I um, have a problem when um, I don't I like this person that I work with. I look at him. Um, I, I look at him without comprehension. 
um, even less so than I did, even less comprehension than I did before. When he hadn't seen this footage, I could comprehend a little easier because I know it's the social conditioning and it's like our entire life. When somebody sees a film like that and doesn't go vegan, my comprehension lessons and I want to find that out so I'm working on I'm trying to work that one out as well um, with regard to being effective because um, I do look at him with less comprehension now because I'm like you've seen it and you're still not vegan so I don't understand you no yeah I think that's something you should probably talk to Roger about yeah exactly Um, because like that's I'm exactly the same like I can't I can't comprehend how anyone could see that and not. Um, There's got to be a and, reason. And then sit down. There's got to be a reason. There has to be some kind of um, – there has to be some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Roger said a couple, and we, I'm going to get him back on the show. Oh, and he's he might be even doing his own podcast. I'm trying to get that going, so okay. I just keep pressuring him all the time. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know, absolutely not. He, but hopefully he will, and um, you know, because because he has a lot to offer. I mean, this is the stuff that we 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 need we need help with. I mean, he writes about it, and I think that, you know. So you can go and read. I mean, he read his blog. There's a lot of useful, useful stuff on there that does help. But I still lack this comprehension. And one of the things that he said to help me was, look, people will see something like that. And I can't remember if he did this on – because I've spoken to him and not recorded him, which is a big mistake. I should just hit record instantly. Um, Same with Gary. But anyway, um, he's spoken about – he says, people will see something. And it's kind of like I've got the T-shirt. I think he did say it on my show. It's like I've got the T-shirt. I've been there. I've done that. I've got the T-shirt. So, like, people will go to Live Aid and they gave – they said, oh, all the starving children in Ethiopia, I got the T-shirt. And then they erased it from their mind and it didn't didn't continue to happen. Now, I still lack a little comprehension because they weren't eating the kids that were, um, you know, at Live Aid. So um, that's one of the things I'm trying to work on because um, I want to work on my knowledge of of, um, of of how to be a better you know better activist. I, I lack I lack comprehension in that regard. So for me, I'm more comfortable um, with. Uh, discussing um things um i get a little bit um i get a lot of very emotional around um footage so it does kind of um and i you know i know i'm not the victim um but um it's the, the bottom line is i'm not effective that way and i assume um i have never i haven't tried this but i assume if i watch it day in day out day in day out day in day out i will become desensitized but i don't really want to but why would you want to yeah i don't really yeah i don't want to yeah. and i don't i do have faith that people don't I know that evidence is important, but people already know, like Roger said in a way they do, because I had a friend who hasn't seen anything, and she already knows. The information's out there about about um, about uh, just, you know, we're killing them. So obviously something's going on, and, the old, and when you get older – you know, you figure it out. And I guess the welfareists could argue, well, people already know because we've told them about factory farming. So they already know about factory farming and blah, 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 blah. And I'm kind of like, yeah, it would be nice if they knew about um, veganism and it would be nice if they knew that it was wrong to um, make a sentient being your property. I think that that would be a lot more useful. Um, they're doing a lot of counterproductive activity. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I just, I'll just go back to, um, or you were saying about like comprehension and, and and talking to the people that work in these places and um and the people that have seen all this stuff and know all this stuff and yet just you know go off sausages because they don't look nice. 
Um, like, I sort of relate that to to people that are, are very sexist or, or very racist and in in today's society when, you know, it's not acceptable, supposedly, um, to be that way. And if you, you know, if you talk to someone that is constantly talking about the Jews or, or, or black people or, or how women are inferior, I don't think that I pers- I just I don't think that we could get through to them, and I think that that it it's a it's almost it's a waste of time because there's plenty of people out there that will listen and are, um, you know, they that will respond. Like if you, you wouldn't you wouldn't try and talk to someone that you, that was always going on, oh, you know, I don't want to say anything rude, but. You get the gist of what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, I understand. Good point. Uh, I think that's a really good point. Um, if somebody is incredibly racist and extremely xenophobic, or I would highly doubt that they would. Um, but you never know. I mean, I, I still think, you know, you say the truth, but like you say, it's about time management. And at this point, we're so far behind from where we should be. We do, we're trying to reach the people who we can make a difference to. So I'm very quick to try to discern that. Um, the message is the same, but I don't want to spend three hours with somebody who raves about the Jews and try to tell them why, you know, they should stop eating animals and while there's maybe five other people around who are not um, anti-Semitic, um, anti um, what is it? Semitic, anti-Semitic. Okay, and, um, and yet, you know, so I, I, I do see your point. It's a good point. Yeah, um, and the other thing, something like a really big problem we have in Western, in Western culture and Western societies like in the States and here, I mean, 25% of people, one quarter of, of people in Australia at least, I don't know what it's like in New Zealand, but a quarter of all Australians are clinically depressed. Like they've been diagnosed oh as depressed. No, Isn't that incredible? Yes, I didn't know that. And I think that one of the main causes for that, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a doctor or a therapist or um, even I don't have a degree. Or, well, I'm 18 years old. I'm I'm just going to say what I, what I think. <laughs> I just felt like a bit, you know, I might have been stepping out of my place having, a, you know. Um, but I think the the one of the big reasons for that is is just the the uh, the repression of our of emotions that come naturally to us and make us want to act. Um, on those emotions. I think that, that that's a big part of it. Like, like for example, people that do watch Earthlings and, and know all about what goes on and, um, and just don't do anything, but it, it, it's, it's, it is internal. I don't think they can ever just erase it totally from their mind. It's in there and it's just suppressed in it. It's, it's not just animal exploitation. It's, it's everyday things that they, they just repress it in it. And it's, it's like, it, it's just got to explode at some point. Um, that's an excellent point, and um, I think that's a really good observation. Like um, the moral schizophrenia thing. Like again, I was talking to a parent of, of a friend who um, we were talking. We there was a, a rescued lamb at ALV headquarters who uh, we got him when he was about two days old, and he was absolutely tiny. He was the size of a of a cat. And he was really, really skinny, and we didn't know if he was going to survive. And he, he was rescued from an abattoir. Um, it, it was very sad. And we went, and, and me and my friend, we told her mom about about this lamb, and she and she said, um, 
Oh, they're, they're so cute, aren't they? They're, they're so beautiful. I once fed ham fed a lamb, and oh, they're just so cute. They're so beautiful, like oh, and and then that night or, or the next night, she she was eating a lamb, or a lamb chop or whatever, and that like although she it's obviously her consciousness, her conscious self is not um, uh, it's not in her. It's not she's not conscious of it at that time. But her feelings towards that lamb she hand-fed that time are obviously still in her when she sits down to eat the lamb. And that's, that's I think that has to be a cause for, for a great inner conflict in, in that person. And in, in most people, I think most people have that. Yep. Yeah. That's a fantastic observation. I love it. And I think that too. And that is, I, I'm fascinated by this um, um, analysis on, on depression. And I love this observation that you're making. I know that um, it is um, internalized. And that's what gives me hope. Because I know that people are inherently peaceful and they don't need to be doing this. We're up against, you know, we're up against speciesism and we're up against social conditioning. And these kinds of observations do help us because it helps us to be compassionate and real towards her. Um, I don't look at her as a monster, um, and uh, we, you know the the horrible conflict that um, that may be happening deep down in her soul is something that we can help her with. So um, yeah, really, really good point there. Um, and also, my friend who saw Earthlings, he did say to me. I will see um, over the long term how this affects me. And every little thing I say, I can see him stop. Now, he's never been one to talk about it. He never, ever talks to me about it. That's why I blew my mind away when he wanted to watch. He said, I'll watch Earthlings, but he, we never talked about it's, any of this stuff. Like, it, early, in one of your earlier podcasts, you were talking about um, New Zealand having really um, high male suicide. suicide rate per capita. And, yes. Yeah, I think that is the perfect um, almost evidence of – the effect of, of having all this repression, all the repression of emotions and sensitivity, because that's what men are, um, um, are forced to do in, in at least I definitely feel it in Australian culture and by the sounds of it, New Zealand culture as well. Men are, are forced to remove themselves from their emotions. And if they feel emotions or, well, obviously they feel emotions, but if they show emotions and show sensitivity, they're weak or they're a poof or, you know, they're not manly, but they, they, so they suppress them in order to conform to whatever society expects a man to be. And, and it explodes and they can't deal with it. And, and instead of talking about it, and instead of acknowledging these, these feelings as they go along, it all combusts and you're left with a huge weight. Yeah, I agree. Um, and so I think the way to deal with that is, is for all of us to just accept, to just get over the fact that, you know, we've got emotions, we feel things, we react to things. That, that's what we are. Can we please allow ourselves and allow other people to deal with these these things rather than expect them not to and and not, you know, put people down if they're, if they're sensitive or, or express love or, yeah. That. I think that's very true. It's, I, I know that our cultures are similar in that way. And um, – I, I'm glad you brought that up because you are a young male and I, I have a couple of friends here in New Zealand who are young male vegans and I always like to hear that point of view because we are um, this extremely macho, I mean both the cultures are extremely macho. It's frustrating to me um, because I've been away for a long time. I grew up in this culture pretty much but I've been in New York and I've been around like Latino people and um, don't get me wrong, they're 
I mean, no offense, but chauvinism is everywhere. <laughs> I don't care where you're from. I mean, it's everywhere. But with regard to what you're saying, that's why down here men don't dance. They won't dance. And I feel like I love dancing so much, so I have to give up my dancing because guys here don't, don't know how to dance. They don't know how to take a woman dancing and dance with her. And um, those are the kinds of repressions. And, it, and I think maybe it has to do with the farming culture. I, that's why I say I know there's a conflict with people. I, you have to resolve it somehow. And um, these guys are spending their lives exploiting these animals and slaughtering them and taking babies away from mothers and getting to know them and giving them maybe some of them names or not. There has to be some, you know, I refuse to believe that there's nothing going on in there. So I agree with you completely. Um, I think it's a fascinating analysis. And um, I also um, think that it is what we need. It can give, it gives me hope because if people didn't care and if people weren't affected, we would, we might will all just give up the ghost and go home and they do care you know people do love animals they love animals it's just this all of this social conditioning that we're up against um but um i know that we can have an effect on it we have to be aware of it we have to be aware of it and and be prepared for it be prepared for a fully grown woman to be teary-eyed thinking about the pet lamb that she used to feed and then to eat lamb chops it's rampant (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, it is. Unfortunately, it is. And it's causing a lot of problems. Not Well, obviously, it's causing a lot of problems. But I, like, there is, there's just so much. There's just such an energy in the world, I think, against animal use, particularly animal agriculture. The world, nature is really telling us, you really should stop this. Like, if you look at the environmental stuff, which is just it's astronomical. Yeah, it is. And um, and the, the Australia's in the midst of its biggest drought ever. I don't, I don't know. Have you heard about that? Well, we we have heard a lot, of course, because of the fires. I mean, it's just been yeah. utter tragedy. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Biggest drought, and you know, I have to deal with with people saying, "You better have three minute showers and." And, um, yeah, you know, have have a dribble of a shower, not like the proper the proper one, because you don't want to waste too much water. And in Victoria alone, thirty between thirty five and forty percent. I don't want to say the wrong statistics, so I'm just gonna give the, give a five percent margin. Um, between thirty five and forty percent of irrigation water in Victoria is used on dairy farming alone, and we're we're in a drought. That's for an unnecessary product. That's regardless of any other issue, like the the well, the animals, other environmental impacts, whatever. That's <laughs> like, a pretty astonishing you know, statistic, yeah, right there. I mean, if if we want to save water and it really is as severe as we say it is, why is it, why is this this still allowed to happen? And that's just dairy cows. Well, that's because people like ice cream, Francis. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, what's wrong with you? I mean, they like ice cream, you know. <laughs> You can get some pretty fantastic soy ice cream. Ah, there you go. That's the answer. That's the answer. So, um, yeah, it is astonishing. Um, A lot of people don't know these things and they don't look for these things. They don't want to do the research. So it's up to us to um, open the door for them, to provide the, um, the, the, to ignite that spark, like Gary says, because nobody has to listen to me. 
anybody can go online and find these things out. They don't have to even hear it from you. We need to open their minds and then they can go out there. And it's out there. The information is there. It's available, but not enough people are looking for it. So we want those people to look for it. I encourage people to do their own research. I challenge them to do their own research. I say, go out there and prove me wrong. You know, go out there and do your own research. But remember to keep an open mind. You know, that's the most important thing. And um, that's a mind-blowing statistic, what you just said. Absolutely mind-blowing. But that's just that's Just, just dairy. dairy. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. It's crazy. It's absolutely insane. We have a leaflet and it's um, – we have a, a picture of the earth and there's a big a bite chunk out of it. And it says, um, think you can be a meeting environmentalist and then just gives all those statistics. Great. Can you send me one of those or can you show yeah. me where I can download them? Because... I'm not sure if we have them available to download, but I'll, I'll send you a pack of, of stuff. Yes, um, that would be great. And – yeah, and we use the UN's Livestock's Long Shadow thing. Good. I'm sure you've heard about that. Yeah, I have, uh, and I need to brush up on my statistics because I'm always very vague. I'm a terrible researcher. So I say to people, it's something like a 1,000 times or a million times or 10,000. It's something horrific, the yeah. amount of water to make a – you know, I'd like to be more a little more exact. The figures are out there, and I can, just, I can go out there. I need to embed them in my memory because I'm bad at remembering those kinds of things. But, I think um, one, one thing that's really good to remember is just the comparison. Like people talk about electric, electric – it's the same with the water issues. Like, oh, no, you have to have nicer – you have to have shorter showers. Don't give up dairy. Have shorter showers. For, <laughs> for the environment, it's, it's you know, ha- buy electric cars, catch the train. When transport adds up to 13%, all transport, all planes, all cars, everything, it's 13% of greenhouse gas emissions. Li- the livestock industry is 18%. That I just think those two are really they're, – they're the easiest and just most profound, I think, to okay. remember. Very good. Thank you. I will use that one. I will use that one. Is there anything else that you'd like to um, mention while I've got you on the air? Any other thing that you that comes to mind? Um, not not in particular right now, but I'm sure next week or the week after or whatever, there'll be yeah. plenty of other things that we'll need yeah. to talk about. Fantastic. Um, it's been so great talking to you and you've been really inspiring and um, I love the work that you're doing over there in Australia. Um, I have a lot to learn from you, so I'm just very grateful to that you took the time to come on. It was lovely to meet you and um, keep up the good work and um, I hope to have you back on the show. You too. Cheers. Have him back on the show whenever you want and send me a, a, a mailing address that I can send some stuff over to. I will do that. Thank you so much. Alrighty, take care. You too. Bye. Okay, bye. See you. Okay, that was part two of my interview with Francis. I really hope uh, that you enjoyed it and I really want to thank Francis for coming on the show and for the wonderful stories and really inspiring activism that uh, he's involved in. And I was uh, very grateful to hear such positive energy and to know that I have uh, neighbors down under in this part of the world who are abolitionist and it just warms the cockles of my heart. So I'm very happy about that. All right, I'll be back hopefully next week. Bye.